episode 21 of the full-time podcast producer where we're going to talk about is it too late to start a podcast one of my first clients and i still get together every now and again at least on the phone and just talk and catch up and have come to be pretty good friends He's someone that I admire a very great deal and someone who I've come to view as a sort of mentor. But whenever we come to the topic of podcasting and what it is that I do as my profession, he talks about how hard it must be for me and how much extra work I really need to be putting into my business because everyone has a podcast. It's not something that's really unique anymore. It's not something that people can just start doing and immediately be successful. And while there might be some merit to that, my gut response is actually quite the opposite in some capacities, that it's not too late to get into podcasting and that while there might be a lot of podcasts out there, there's a lot of data to indicate that you should not be phased by that at all and that it really doesn't mean anything. Now, the goal of this episode is not to make an emotional appeal at all. There is a lot of data that backs up what it is that I'm going to present today, and I want to share that with you. And again, I know that I have biases when it comes to talking about these topics, but I want to simply present you the evidence, give you my opinion on it, of course, but I want you to be able to be the judge of what I'm sharing and do the math yourself. It's not hard to come to the conclusion on your own that the podcast market might appear to be flooded. You don't need to do a whole lot of research to see that or to get that impression based off of the number of podcast influencers out there, the number of companies starting to push podcasting, and the direction that we see social media platforms kind of going, or that is the people who've really heavily invested into social media platforms starting to pivot and diversify. And one of the ways that they diversify is podcasting. But what people don't take a lot of time to do is actually research as to what the numbers are for this question, what the numbers are that you're looking at, how many podcasts there actually are, how many of those are active, etc. And we're going to talk about that today. Real quick, if you're new to the show, be sure that you subscribe. New episodes come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we talk about topics like this in the world of podcasting from the perspective of a full-time podcast producer. I want to take you back to our previous episode where we went over some metrics and data for podcasting as an industry looking from the year 2022 and moving forward into 2023. I did make some predictions at the end of that episode. If you'd like to know what my opinions and thoughts are and really just where the data is at, you can go over to that episode. I also link to the articles that I used down below in the show notes there. So you can get caught up on where we are pulling some of these numbers. But I want to start with how many podcasts are in existence today. And the answer in short is we don't know. <laughs> The, the answer is not agreed upon by everyone as far as what the exact number is or even what a rough number is. A lot of the studies I was looking at for our previous episode estimated that we were between 3 million and 4 million, whereas a lot of the studies that I saw towards the end of 2022 were saying that we hadn't yet hit 3 million. So just kind of taking the average from all of those together as a working estimation, I'm safe saying that we are somewhere near 3 million podcasts. I don't know if I'm confident 
confident enough to say that we have exactly reached that point yet, but for the sake of this episode and for anyone listening to this episode in the future of the year 2023, we're going to just move forward with the metric of 3 million podcasts in existence as of today. I'm recording this in February 2023. That's a lot of podcasts. I, I mean, it's nothing compared to the amount of content that you can find on YouTube, but that is a very vast and intimidating number when it comes to the number of podcasters that have sat down and created shows, gone through the whole process that you and I go through on a regular basis just to make one episode. They've already done that on their own and taken the steps to create a show. However, the main metric that you need to worry about when you look at that is how many of those shows are actually active. It's one thing to say that you have a Facebook account, but if you don't use it, if you don't engage with it on a regular basis, then that's not really a metric point that a study is going to be interested in because you're not part of their target demographic. You're not on Facebook. How many of those podcasts are active? How many of them are posting regular content? How many of those have a schedule that they are releasing episodes with? And how many of those simply are inactive, simply have not been visited, whether they are on break, whether people have completely given up and walked away? What are the numbers there? Well, according to one of the studies that we looked at in episode 20, we are roughly looking at about 700,000 of those 3 million podcasts being quote-unquote active. Now listen, I said quote unquote there, that's because when you look from study to study, they define active differently. But for the sake of the same study that was estimating we were around 3 million podcasts, they said active was someone who still had their show fully intended to keep posting on it, but just hadn't posted recently or lately or weren't very engaged at the present time. Now, if you ask them how many of those shows have posted one episode, one, a single episode, in the past year, the past 365 days, they say that that number goes down from 700,000 to 500,000. That's one-sixth of the three million estimated podcasts to be in existence. 16.6 continuing percent. That small amount of how many podcasts that are active compared to how many that are in existence, well, that's actually a much less intimidating number. You see, when you start a podcast, a lot of people make the mistake of assuming that you are immediately competing with those 3 million podcasts already in existence. Take 3 million and reduce it down to the 16th percentile. That's not nearly as intimidating whenever you're getting ready to start this venture. Now, I know 500,000 is still quite a big number, but it's one that I'm more prepared to face whenever I'm getting ready to start a new venture compared to the 3 million. Now, one of the things that I like to ask people when we are having this conversation, looking at the data and, and the metrics and just how active the world of podcasting really is in the realm of quote unquote competition, you realize that even though there are 500,000 active podcasts, not all of those are looking for the same audience that you are. Apple Podcast has about 12 categories of podcasting or about 12 genres. Let's assume just for the sake of argument that all those 500,000 podcasts are on Apple and you can completely access all of them with the touch of a button. Well, if you take 500,000 and divide it by 12, that comes out to just under 42,000. 
That's less than 1.4% of the 3 million podcasts that are in existence. Well, that's interesting because you've just narrowed your audience or at least your competition down even further because you realize you're not even competing with those 500,000. You're just competing with whoever is going after the exact same audience as you. Now, the beautiful thing about audiences is they are welcome to listen to as many and as many different shows as they very well please. But the thing about an audience is if you can keep their attention, if you can provide something to them, an experience that they will want to return to over and over and over, then you might have a better chance of keeping them and growing your audience compared to your competition of an average of 42,000 different podcasts based off of the different genres in Apple podcasting. That was a lot of words, I know. But how many of those 42,000 podcasts that you are immediately competing with post on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis? How many of them have a consistent schedule? How many of them are starting to feel burnt out? How many of them have actually invested in a quality microphone and are recording on a quality software rather than staying in the dark ages and recording on Zoom? The more that you can differentiate yourself from your competition and make your own show shine, the more success you're going to see in this world of competition that we build for ourselves when we look at podcasting. Now, there's a whole other side of this conversation that goes into mindset, talking about work ethic, talking about why people get burnt out and finding ways to avoid that happening to you and your show so that you don't become another statistic. But just looking at the data here, if there's one thing I can give you to walk away with is to ask yourself, how many shows are you actually competing with? And how does that make you feel in comparison to how you feel when you think that you're trying to compete with the entire market? Is it that everyone really has a podcast or is it that a lot of people have podcasts and they've given up and walked away? Or is it that while you might not be the first in whatever it is that you're doing, there's potential for you to be the best, the most consistent. There's a potential for you to still succeed where a number of people have either given up or simply weren't prepared to go all the way. As I said before in the very beginning, it doesn't take a whole lot of data, it doesn't take a whole lot of work to get intimidated by the concept of podcasting being a flooded market. Anyone can get that kind of impression and get those kind of feelings just by doing a few Google searches. But when you really get down into the numbers, there's a different story to be had. Podcasting is still in its infancy. I think at the latest early adolescence. And the time to get involved is now. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you have any feedback. Let me know if you have any additional data that I need to take into account for an episode like this. You can get in touch with me through LinkedIn or through email links to both of those are down in the show notes below. If you are new to the show, be sure that you subscribe. And if you haven't yet, leave some positive feedback in the reviews so that we can spread the word and let people know what a great show this is. But of course, in the meantime, guys, really appreciate you taking the time and I'll talk to you again really, really soon.